Hello, and welcome to our inaugural Top of Mind podcast. In this program, we'll sit down with a higher education technology thought leader and discuss the innovative projects they're working on now and into the future. I'm your host, Alex Freeman, Senior Analyst and Director of Membership Engagement at the Tambellini Group. I'm joined today by Marilyn Smith, Vice President of Information Technology and Chief Information Officer of George Mason University. Mason is a Tambellini member, and Marilyn serves on the Tambellini Executive Advisory Council. Over the next few minutes, we're going to learn more about projects happening on her campus. Let's get started. Welcome to the program, Marilyn. I understand that you're currently hard at work on a student experience redesign project at Mason. Can you describe where that idea came from and what goals you hope to achieve? I am so excited, Alex, not only about this interview, but about the student experience redesign at Mason. Um, There were four VPs, three in the business area, working in partnership with me as the CIO from the administration area that started talking and recognizing that we need to be more customer focused as a university in order to keep students and to ensure success of students. um, We need to use metrics and data to understand the student experience. And we realized that we had constructed our student experience around our business processes and systems that were old and did not leverage technology to help us with self-service and to help collapse some of the business processes into easy to use processes. So we hired a consulting group. This was a Blackboard who came in here and used some new methodologies to talk with, interview our students, and to look at the student experience, the higher ed offering we have and what the students go through in their uh, years here on the Mason campus or online to actually help them achieve uh, graduation and uh, to stay here uh, to get multiple degrees, either undergraduate degrees or graduate degrees. And it tended to be focused on the administration because that's where some of the complexities were. And we tended to have built our uh, departments and um, each experience, like for financial aid, for admissions, for registration, And we also have 11 colleges, which are uh, decentralized, um, and even student advising. So we were offering these services inconsistently, and the students wanted them to be an integrated experience, but we hadn't built it that way. So in this study, we came up with some ideas of how we could improve the student experience by improving the business processes and the technology that we're using to offer the students this experience. So for example, one of the recommendations was mobile. We actually now have a mobile platform and we'll be building on that for some of the uh, work we're going to be doing going forward to improve the student experience. One of the things I should mention because it comes up in every meeting discussing this is the Mason Shuffle. And the Mason Shuffle is fondly described as what the student has to go through if he or she is trying to achieve something and they're moving from department to department to department. Um, So we have our student information system 
and each department has their own processes and systems, and we're trying to connect that all together. So that is the student experience redesign, and we're really excited about some of the things that we're going to be rolling out, in, which we're planning now in the next couple of years in terms of self-service for the student and also better service, more integrated service from the administration. Why is data warehousing so important for this project? Data warehousing is important for several reasons. Um, We need to make decisions uh, based on data. And we need to make decisions on how to service students based on data. So for most universities, retention and graduation and finding good jobs, what constitutes success for the students? So we need data to help us with that. But we also need to do analysis and work and modeling with the data to determine what the real variables are. So why does a student stay? Why does a student go? Um, Sometimes it has to do with where they live on campus. Sometimes there's certain programs that are more successful at keeping students than others. And if we can analyze the data and predict, sometimes we're surprised at what the real variables are. And in the past, a lot of universities, and before they were really using data warehousing, uh, were using anecdotal evidence rather than real data to make their decisions on what programs to offer, what programs not to offer, what kinds of elements of the experience to tweak and change. The other side of this is data governance. And it's very important we have HIPAA, we have FERPA, we have um, very strict uh, Department of Education rules around handling financial aid data and what we use it for. And we need to be very careful to watch the regulations and to make sure that everyone using the data, because more and more people will be using data, Um, understand what they can use, what they can use it for, and that we open it up. We have some, because we've been running as separate departments for uh, many years, rather than encouraging integration and looking at groups of data, like from the registrar and admissions, let's look at this data together and see what it tells us. Because we haven't done that before, sometimes we have overly restrictive data governance in place that we've put in place for our legacy systems that I mentioned before. And so it's important to open it up, but it's also important to understand what people can see and what they can use it for. And having, uh, we're starting, it's going to take us a few years to put it in place, but we're just now starting a data governance, which is an institutional cross-university committee and putting uh, policies in place. And other universities have been doing this also. Partnerships are a key aspect of this project. Can you describe uh, the P3 initiative in relation to the student experience redesign? Yes. One of the four vice presidents that I mentioned that is working on the student experience, driving the student experience redesign, uh, is the vice president of our new ventures and innovation department, which was started several years ago by the president. We have a number of partnerships already. We have a partnership with 
Wiley to offer online education to graduate students and we'll have 15 or 20 programs uh, by the fall. It's relatively uh, new in terms of the program offerings. And uh, we have a partnership, these are just examples, uh, with uh, NOVA, which is a community college, part of the 23 community college system in Virginia. And we want to make the transition from community college to four-year education, specifically to Mason. Uh, we actually um, uh, take about three or 4,000 students a year from NOVA, so they're uh, a big part of our higher ed already, but they apply twice and uh, they can't transfer all their classes. So we wanna make this seamless. As a matter of fact, we wanna eliminate the word transfer. So those are examples of partnerships we've done. This spring, the woman who heads up that area, working with the president, put on a conference for a number of this partnership, public and private, that's the P3, uh, public and private partnerships, I should say, put on a conference for about 200 people we invited universities and we invited uh, private uh, corporations and uh, government. Um, and it's all about, we all offer services. Some of the services overlap, but how can we improve both student success and accessibility of higher ed, um, access to higher ed for students that don't necessarily have it or it's not as easy to access and how do we put our strengths together um, to do that and we uh, it was a very successful conference I will note as an example of a partnership that many people know about was the acquisition of Kaplan by Purdue and they are now working to leverage the strengths that Kaplan brought of the private education and the strengths that Purdue brings to really strengthen their online program so that more people across the world will have access to education. So it's all about enrollment and access and also the community, jobs, just higher ed enriches the experience of everyone, not just, and we do it one student at a time, but we wanna offer different programs to different students, and we want to help um, students to achieve the greatest amount of success, however they define success. It might be the, the best job in the world. It might be nonprofit work. Um, but all of these things are coming together. So like we're integrating the silos or previous silos in our own universities, we're also looking outward and integrating uh, the life experience uh, together in this idea of public and private partnerships. And to my knowledge, this conference we put on in our Arlington location last, uh, uh, this spring, was the first of its kind. And we're excited about putting on one next year and making it an even larger conference. So it connects to the student experience redesign because it's all about improving the student experience. Why does a CRM play such an important role in the student experience? A CRM is, from our perspective, it's all around student engagement. And right now, we don't have consistent student data. There is some student data we're not capturing at all. Other student data is only accessible by certain departments uh, who have uh, built their systems around the functions that they need to perform. 
like admissions, registration, financial aid. And we need to make that data accessible to others and probably most importantly, combine it with data. So for example, we are going to have this new concept of student success coaches and a number of universities are moving towards the, the advisor concept will still be there in terms of the major and whatever college they are in as of our 11 colleges. But the student success coaches will need someplace to enter data about their interactions and engagements with the student and also to access data about the student and the CRM is going to provide us that consistency of data that we haven't had before here uh, at Mason. And it's a problem with many other universities. So uh, as a matter of fact, I've been getting advice on banner um, integration with our Salesforce CRM um, from Tambellini, uh, which has been very helpful. What are all other universities doing? Because a lot of universities are moving towards the CRM. The idea about the CRM is to promote the student lifecycle management, which we came up with as part of the original study for the experience, uh, student experience redesign. So if we have a consistent place, one place to put student engagement data from pre-prospecting all the way through alumni after graduation, and we keep in touch with the student and we look at this as a life cycle experience. This is the vision that most universities have. And but when we've talked to some people from Salesforce and Target X, and it's a vision, and most universities are building towards it. I don't believe that anyone has gotten there yet, and it's going to take some time to build it. But if we start, we're we're hoping to get some momentum around the CRM. We're already using the CRM for uh, graduate, undergraduate admissions and graduate admissions, and we will be using it for advising. And right now, we're working with some trusted consultants to put together a roadmap for our CRM to determine what we do first and what we do later. And most universities are, uh, are attacking it in that way. Um, we want to make sure that we leverage our CRM as much as possible for the consistency of, of data. And as I mentioned before, data governance um, fits very closely in with this and how we govern the CRM and, and um, what the roles are of technology and the business areas is really important. And we're questioning everything, the way we've done things before. And this actually makes for a very exciting time where hopefully we'll have a whole new and different kind of experience for the students. And the CRM will enable that to happen. Let's turn now to the physical spaces on campus. I learned that you're currently in the process of creating a new state-of-the-art building on campus. Can you talk about what this new building will be and why it is needed? Yes, well, we have many people that have graduated from Mason, it's only about 50 years old, that come back to the campus and don't recognize it because we build new buildings every couple of years. And this Robinson is probably our, not probably, our most ambitious so we uh, 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 building yet. So we have a large and older building that has two sections to it, and it's right smack in the middle of campus. If you think about a quad, it's, it's not exactly shaped like a quad, but and the pictures 
uh, it, very exciting. It's a four-year project. It is starting in the fall. Actually, some of the work has already started. And it is going to house new classrooms. It's going to be very open. Every classroom will be, the, the building and outside the building will be Wi-Fi enabled. Every classroom will be technology enabled. And we need to have a lot of plug and play so that new technologies we can constantly uh, put in there. Um, we are going to be using the Internet of Things. And I will tell you that we, the IT department, are a very critical part of the planning for this new building by our facilities department. We are working hand in hand. I have someone who reports to me who's in charge of all the resources here. So we have resources that are Wi-Fi resources on this. We have resources um, ha helping with the physical, uh, uh, well, it is physical design of the building. And we have resources helping with the classrooms and helping to visualize what new technology will need. So it will be um, Internet of Things enabled and it will be very modern. And it will also have uh, spaces where students can work and do projects together in teams using technology like 3D printers and um, spaces where students faculty and staff can all work together. So I guess a probably consistent theme here is integration um, because we're really trying to integrate the learning process with, and we'll probably have some in the, in the space where the students can do work, we're going to have some partnerships there with private companies and they can bring in technology that students can use and it can help students find jobs. So all about, again, the quality of the student experience and technology is definitely a, a driver of change for the whole student experience. Okay, thanks for chatting with me today, Marilyn. Any parting words of wisdom for your fellow CIOs and higher ed tech leaders? Parting words of wisdom. I would say that these are incredibly exciting times. And higher ed is definitely the place to be right now. And I know that the Tambolini Group has already helped us. We've, it's been a short membership so far. I've only been a member of the actual group for a couple of months, but we've all already gotten tremendous value. It's important for us to communicate with each other, to talk to each other about what we're doing. To wrap up today's program, I want to thank Marilyn on behalf of the Tambolini Group. If you have any questions about what you heard today or want to learn more about Tambellini membership, please reach out to me at alex.freeman at thetambellinigroup.com. Thank you all for joining us today.